Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. GMGP, good people. It is Monday. May the 1st, 2023, y'all decide to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you being in the damn building. What's going on to the crew? Carson in the building. Leo Scott, what's going on, Wake Up Fam? How you doing, Leo? Adam, Ty Declare, Fizzle Dollars, of course, on the intro. Y'all know who it is, man. Jimbo, what's good with you, big dog? Now for minicamp and OTAs. Yes, sir. 2023 NFL Draft is in the damn books. Got a lot to talk about. A lot of fantasy fallout. A lot of silly shit getting spewed out all over those Twitter airways. But y'all know I got to bring my big dog in the building. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, we had yesterday to kind of relax, you know, streamed all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday. And bam, Sunday, finally. Jay. Today we rest. On Sunday, we rest. Oh, what do you got to talk about, Ray? I, Jay. I feel like you got a comment coming. What's up? I, I got to. We got to give a shout out to the people because our draft stream this year Ooh. jay rich hot jay man i'm talking about we had like 1200 one night and you know yep. we ain't no pat mcafee here but for to get over a thousand and then we had like yep. eight nine hundred we had a thousand on day two day three we had oh, yeah. seven eight hundred in the building wake up fam we appreciate everybody out there we we gave some giveaways out we'll get those in yep. the mail in the next couple of weeks but we appreciate you tapping in with us. Uh, best draft stream uh, in 2023, hands down. It's, it, we had the best Not stream. Close. Not close. We had, the, we, had, we had the best stream, and we had the least amount of uh, shit on the screen. It was just us. It was me. It was you. It was Mike. It was Adam. It was Gene. It was Jordan Backus. Yes, it was Cho Cody, Chase, Scott Connor. We had a good time, man. But I appreciate everybody out there. Sincerely. Um, anybody that supported us or supports us or has been riding with us since I've been recording videos in my son's toy room back at the old crib, man, we love y'all. Thank y'all for making it a success. And we're going to do it even bigger and better next year. And speaking of bigger and better underdog fantasy, man, oh, man, the biggest fantasy football contest ever. And if you use the promo code wake up, you get access to the Destination Debbie Discord for a year for free to use all the dope tools that we are going to help take down this big contest. Over $15 million in prizes, $3 million to first place. Best Ball Mania 4 went live on Saturday. Jay, I'm in one right now, man. I'm in one right now. How we looking? I, I got to make this pick really quickly, man. I'm in like 31 drafts right now. Got a little Jonathan Taylor here. I like it. Okay. Going to get A. Rich to stack with him a little bit later, but I got to go wide receiver. Wide receiver heavy. For Matt, we got to go receiver. I got to make these picks before we get started. And we're actually going to do um, some of these live. Uh, we'll do some Best Ball Mania 4 
uh, live drafts moving forward. I don't want to make this one right now. I need to think through this one, Jay. But it's a it's a good time. It's a good time to be here. So shout out to Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code yes, Wake Up and appreciate everybody in the building, Jay. But we had a wild weekend in the 2023 NFL Draft. I've already kicked off six or seven rookie drafts. I've already wow. started, Jay. Six or seven rookie drafts okay. so far. And I'll tell you right now, after the top seven picks, okay. it's go get your guy season. It's it's yep. banana land wild. There is no consensus. And I think as we continue to progress through these weeks, you're going to see – I've, I've been playing Dynasty Fantasy Football now, Jay. This is year – I think this is year four or five for me for creating content, but year nine playing yeah. Dynasty. I've, I have not seen – picks like nine through the rest of the draft be more volatile, more yeah. random, more chaotic ever. Like I can't remember a time where they're just, you look at one draft, 109 is Jonathan Mingo or 110 is Mingo. The other one, it's A-Chain. Another one, it's Charbonnet. I'm seeing Rasheed Rice getting pushed up because of the Kansas City Chiefs bump, Jay. Yep. It's just chaos. It's chaos out here, man. What were your, what were your overall high-level takeaways from this year's 23 draft? I think it, the fact is, is that it wasn't as good as we thought. And um, I think the bigger story here, Ray, and we sort of talked about this, but we never really talked about it enough, was that as good as this running back class seemed, there wasn't that many spots where we could say, yeah, that's a great spot for running back. And even some of those spots, they didn't take a running back very high. There's a ton of free agent running backs still available that are productive, maybe not talented, but can carry the load in the NFL. And I think that's part of the problem. When we see a player that we really like, like Izzy Abanacanda, go to the Jets, we're like, okay, he has no shot at being fantasy relevant, basically for the entirety of his rookie contract. And then you have a guy like Chase Brown go to the Bengals and we're like, we like the spot, but in the fifth, how much confidence does that really give us that he's going to be able to take over that starting job? So the lack of running backs drafted, which I believe was one of the lows of this year, I think it was like Jay, 14 it was running backs were drafted this year. Jay, well, I know that it was the fewest amount of running backs since 2000 that were drafted, period. Fewest amount of running backs drafted since 2000, period. It is, um, yeah, go ahead. 18 Continue. running backs drafted, 18, total. Yeah. And it was the lowest since, lowest since 2000. And this was supposed to be yep. deep. It was supposed to be so many running backs. It's awesome. It's deep. Uh, Seven in the first two days. And then the rest are all day three guys. Day three guys. Day three guys, And, day. The, and I want to say, what is it, six, seven? Yes, over half the draft class was drafted in the fifth round or later. So you're not even getting, you know, these high, like, I think part of the problem is if they were high third round picks, we'd be like, okay, we can get on board with that with some of these guys, but they weren't. They, they didn't go where we thought they would go. The NFL is not valuing them the way, the way that we value them. And that makes rookie drafts really tough. And Ray, I got to be honest, man, I'm in one single quarterback league. Thank God. Thank God we play in mostly super flex leagues. Because you said, oh, it's about top seven. Imagine if you're in a one quarterback league, top two, top three. <laughs> you know, it, once you get past JSN, maybe you're like, I'm out. I don't care if I get Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers. Like, it's just gross. And, and I'm curious how this class ultimately shakes out. Because I think there is still talent at the running back position. But the NFL told us once again how they truly feel about the running back position and will they get these opportunities and how do we ultimately draft these guys going forward? That's kind of what we're going to discuss today. But is there any other things you want to talk about with this draft class as a whole before we get into the picks as um, individually? 
It, it's it's interesting, man, because I didn't foresee this coming. Like I'm, I'm being honest with you, and just for everybody that just tapped in, thank you, welcome to the stream. Um, on Wednesday, little just FYI, little heads up, we will be doing a top. 10, 15, 20. We'll be done 2024 Big Board on Wednesday live. So Let's we're going to go ahead and take a look at the 2024 class and what prospects we need to be paying attention to have on our radar if you're thinking about trading for future first. So we will do that live on Wednesday. And then next Monday, everybody was tired from the weekend. I talked to Noah Hills last night. He was going to come on today. He was like, bro, can we kick this to, to next week? I'm like, dude, perfect for me because it's been yeah. an exhausting weekend, like 12 plus hours. You, 18 plus hours of streaming. So we'll have him on on Monday, but really taking a look at the 24 class. And I'm seeing Scott saying this running back class, this is a deep class. It's it's not. Like, I get what you're saying. The running back position has changed, not the class. Class is not deep. The class was not deep. The class is not deep. The running back class really isn't that good, to be honest with you, man. And we're going to dive through all these positions, Jay, and just kind of talk about, uh, I don't know what it means for us, how we proceed, how we navigate. But Jay, let's uh, let's get you back on the screen. My bad, dog. Let's, 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 no, let's just take a look. Let's start with the running backs, right? We'll start with the running back position because more people, I mean, it, it's applicable to for everybody, single quarterback or super flex, and then we'll move to quarterback, yep. wide receiver, tight end. But there was no surprise, Jay, at the top of the draft, B. John Robinson selected number one, uh, the number one running back, eighth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. What was surprising was that four picks later, another running back goes off the board that some thought would yep. get first-round capital but throughout the entire process, Jay, not one time have I seen uh, Jameer Gibbs anywhere in the vicinity of Bijan Robinson, right? Normally, yep. even, even when you saw Bijan slide to 26 to Dallas and Mox, Gibbs was always like in the second round somewhere, second round right? Somewhere, to yeah. Arizona, to Miami at 51. He was never within range of Bijan Robinson. So my my initial thought when I saw this happening was. The NFL sort of sort of told us, Jay, that you can you can, I, and I'm not here for the team build of the Detroit Lions. I don't give a shit about the Lions team build, what they do, mm -hmm. none of that. Like I'm playing fantasy football, not trying to win the championship. I don't care about the value of the pick. Not my team, not my problem. So them yeah. drafting Jameer Gibbs, whether it was good or bad decision for either of those teams drafting running backs in first round, I, I don't really care. But for fantasy, this is fantastic. You're talking yeah. about uh, Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions, where DeAndre Swift was traded away for, what, a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick, seventh-round pick, whatever it was, to the Philadelphia Eagles. And on a down year, Jay, where he had 100 carries on the button or 99 carries, depending on the service you look at, yep. and he finished as, what, RB15 in points per game? DeAndre That's Swift what happens. had a when down year. When you get 70 targets, right? He, he, when you he get 70 a, targets, that helps a lot. 70 targets, no carries, missing games. This is a fantastic yep. spot for Jameer Gibbs. It's an awesome spot for B. John Robinson. And what it told us is the NFL said those two are the superior talents and everybody else is, you know, they, they, they get the crumbs after we're done. These are the top two backs in the class. So don't overthink it. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter when Dallas overdrafted Ezekiel Elliott. Did not matter. I mean, it hurt Dallas down the line. And those of you who aren't Dallas fans, you didn't give a shit about that. You got Zeke Elliott smashing for three, four years. So uh, this is, um, you couldn't ask for a better start at the top of the draft with those two coming off of the board, Jay. But then it got wild. And Zach Charbonnet goes to the Seattle Seahawks, Jay. Oh, man. Oh. Most Just people's awful. 
<laughs> RB3, he's still awesome. But my God, you, you stick him in there with Kenneth Walker. What are we doing? Seahawks love their running backs, right? They they draft they didn't even draft just Zach Charbonnet. They also got Kenny McIntosh back in the seventh round. So they're again, once again, bolstering that running back room. And I think the problem for us is we we truly don't know what their plan is, right? Kenneth Walker, very capable running back, performed fairly well. Now, of course, the advanced metrics say Kenneth Walker's not the best running back. He gets hit behind the line of scrimmage a lot, loses a lot of yardage that way. Zach Charbonnet can hopefully make that a little bit better for them more consistency but doesn't mean he's going to get 15 carries a game they could walk into a game with 12 13 opportunities a piece and that's terrible for fantasy those are two 40 percenters on the field and they both have bell cow profiles so that's a problem right and when this is the guy who's supposed to be our rb3 and the only running back ray drafted in the second round we're walking around after after the second round like what the hell man we're supposed to get all these running backs going high we see gibbs and Bijan go high we're like oh maybe the running backs are going to go up in the draft good joke on us zach charbonnet not going to be the case and now you're in your rookie draft trying to figure out do i even draft him above some of the guys below him now even though he got the capital because Kenneth Walker's still there and a talented running back in his own right. What's KTC I, telling us, right? KTC is telling us that Kenneth Walker has moved from RB4 to RB8. Jameer Gibbs was around RB9 wow. the other day, and he is sitting ahead of Saquon Barkley, ahead of Kenneth Walker, ahead of Travis Etienne, and a few a few value points below Christian McCaffrey and Dynasty. Uh, there's hey. a real there's a real world possibility if he is as good as we think he is um, early in the season, he's right up there at RB3 and maybe RB2 over Brees Hall. There's a good possibility of that happening. Um, Absolutely. It's, a, it's, it's a fantastic spot for Jameer Gibbs. And I just want to say about about Kenneth Walker, Jay. You spend th that pick, the third running back off the board, pick 21, a top 50 pick damn near in the second round. On Charbonnet, I don't care how you slice it. It is, I, I don't want to call it an indictment on Kenneth Walker, but you you can tell that maybe there's something that they want to supplement, complement, and you don't yep, spend this type sure. of capital on a running back to be the just the backup, like just to be a body that holds the clipboard and will be a spell back for uh, for Kenneth Walker, and they do set some. Of the same things, like they're the same type of running back, physical. Yep. They both have some explosiveness. They're both they're both kind of that bigger hammer running back. So this was one of more the more curious um, picks that we saw, and one of the more interesting landing spots. Jay Kendra Miller was the fourth back off the board. Hap Jay, I I'm happy about that because uh, we've been pumping up Kendra Miller in this community for a very very long time very throughout long the season. Time, yeah. Um, to so so to see him get early uh, third round capital really good. I love the New Orleans Saints landing spot. My personal opinion, Jay, is a little bit later play. If AK forty one is there, Alvin Kamara is getting to work, and that's just really what it boils down to. And that's fine, and he yep. should. Yeah, Alvin Kamara is better than Kendra Miller. He should. But this is a good opportunity for Miller to carve out a role. Maybe at some point in time this year, they can the Saints can move on from Alvin Kamara in twenty twenty four. And you've got your Kendra Miller, Jamal Williams backfield for New Orleans Saints heading into that 2024 season. Spears, the RB5 off the board. We have been big fans of Tajay Spears, despite the fact that he has no knee. We've been a big fan of his game in the NFL and the Tennessee Titans said, you're good with the third round pick. So he comes off the board as RB5. 
probably the most exciting running back selection. Jay, I think. Oh yeah. Like to be, you look at this list and it doesn't look good at all. This is probably the most exciting pick because we were all waiting to see what running back landed in Miami. And would you know, they went ahead Perfect and got fit. their they went and got the anchor of their four by one team, Devon yep. A chain out of Texas AM. So here's what they're gonna do. First leg is gonna be Raheem Mostert. He's gonna run the first leg. Tyreek Hill, that second leg, that's the stretch oh, okay. you gotta eat ground up on. Tyreek yep. is running the second leg, okay? They're gonna hand the hand the baton to Jalen Waddle. Third leg, he's gonna hit that curve. And when he's going into that home stretch, that back straight, give it to Devon A chain. Home run, and that's what the Miami Dolphins are doing. They're playing track this year. They're going to run four by ones around the AFC East. And I have, Jay, how long have I been saying? All of oh, you man. out there who crapped yeah. on us to taking Devon A chain in the first round of rookie draft, there's no way he's a kick returner. He can't do that. He's going to put everybody's process to the test. And have we not been saying? A-Chain is going to be the one to put process to the test because he got the capital, he hit the landing spot. You like the skill set, you just hate the package. What do you do with Devon A-Chain, Jay? I think at this point, Ray, you have to draft him and you probably got to draft him pretty high. I mean, Miami was the one spot, you know, maybe outside of San Francisco, which, you know, probably wasn't going to happen, that we really wanted to see him go to. That stretch zone, the way they block, the way they utilize their players, the type of players they have, the Raheem Mosterts and the Jeff Wilsons, where it's just get to the hole, hit the gap and go to the end zone, right? That's exactly what those Niners back systems are asked to do. So a chain of all the running backs outside of maybe Jameer Gibbs was the one that profiled there the best. And so to see him ultimately end up there was phenomenal. Yes, there's still the rumors of Dalvin Cook, but I think them drafting A-Chain even in the third round, he's probably going to make an impact. How much of an impact? I don't know. But to your point, they're not going to draft this guy who's just a phenomenal talent and not utilize him. Mike McDaniel has already got a whole playbook for Devon A-Chain. He's been scheming plays for him for months. I'm sure they'll be more than ready to take A-Chain. It's just interesting. You know, you talked about Charbonnet, Miller, Spears, A-Chain, and then we got Tank Bigsby to the Jacksonville Jaguars a few picks after that. And that completely rounds out our day two. And of all the running backs there, I hear you on Miller, but I think you could make the case for A-Chain ahead of them because they really have no backs on the roster beyond this season. It is Mostert and Wilson for now, but it could be A-Chain down the line if he really hits. Now, to your point about Miller, he's got a better profile. And Charbonnet maybe buried behind Kenneth Walker. We don't know. And for people who don't remember, Kenneth Walker was the ninth pick in the second round last year. So back-to-back second round picks for the Seahawks is a bit concerning. But I think you can make the case for A-Chain and Miller ahead of Zach Charbonnet. And I think we've seen that a little bit in some of our rookie drafts. Yeah, it's again, again, he's going, all I'm saying, you can take whoever you want at RB3. I, 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 I like Kendra. I want some A-chain. I still like Charbonnet. I'm not out on any of these guys. All I've said is he's going to put the process to the test because you can't talk about capital because none of these guys got re- really got the capital. Yep. We had three, what, seven running, six, seven running backs drafted day one, day two. And then after yep, that, seven. you had one fourth round running back. You had a bunch of, uh, like, what, four fifth rounders, and then everybody else was sixth or seventh round. All yep. I said is he's going to put your process to the test because he is still a small undersized running back, but if you're going to have a small, undersized running back, if I'm going to bet on that small, 
undersized running back finding a scheme which can accentuate his skill set, it's the Miami Dolphins. That's the system. That's the spot where I'm willing to concede, make some concessions, Jay, and depending on my format, especially we play in the DD community, we're all about that dynasty best ball. As my RB four or five, you can't ask for a better type of running back in best ball than Devon A-Chain. So we're not going to go through the rest of the day three picks. My favorite pick from day three, Jay, that I think has a real chance to start from day one is Roshan Johnson to the Chicago okay. Bears. This yep. th- The regime did not draft Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert is not good on third downs. They brought in Deontay Foreman, nice veteran back. I'm not threatened by Deontay Foreman. They have been talking, and I've been watching Bears Twitter and looking at some beat reporters. They're saying there's a real shot that Roshan can enter camp, earn that job, and become the starting running back going into the season. He's got the prototypical size. He's got he's they had already praised his work on third downs. And we had talked about this uh, turn on this tape from Iowa State. It's a pass pro clinic for a a player of his size and caliber and skill set. My favorite pick by far was Roshan Johnson of the Bears. My worst pick, the one that I absolutely hated and it gutted me to my core, was Israel Abanacanda to the New York Jets, Jay. I just, man, love the talent, love the talent, Jay, but I hate the landing spot for him. Well, it's interesting, right? Because do you remember there was rumors that the reason why the Lions took Jameer Gibbs at 12 was because there was potential for the Jets to take him at their first pick, right? They were looking yep. at the tackle. They were apparently looking at Gibbs. And then they were also obviously looking at Will McDonald, who they ended up taking. But you think about kind of the players in this draft class who sort of profile similar to Gibbs. And Abanacanda kind of is one of those guys. Crazy fast. He's a little bit bigger, right? But the profile isn't quite there, especially in the receiving game. But if you just need a pure rusher that can kind of run that zone scheme, he would be the guy to do that. The problem is, is why do you need him when you have Brees Hall and you have other running backs? And now Aaron Rodgers obviously there. I know that Hackett may want to bring in that, you know, LaFleur um green bay kind of two back system but i still don't see why this is necessary and again it's just we wanted him to go to a spot where he really could have an opportunity and that's just not going to be the case in the jets and uh yeah i think you're right that was probably the the pick that gutted me the most but i am intrigued and i know you're probably not going to agree by Dwayne mcbride going to the vikings if anything happens with dalvin cook Okay. All right. Dwayne McBride to the Vikings. My Cowboys selected Deuce Vaughn. Interesting pick. Awesome, awesome draft day video Story, of his pops. Yeah. That, that was really cool. But I do think, listen, we went into this, Jay, and I was adamant. My Dallas Cowboys, they will be drafting a running back. They did. They didn't. They did, but they drafted. And Deuce Vaughn can play football, dog. Like, straight up. You turn on the tape. I don't care who you are. You just watch him play football, two-time consensus All-American. He can ball. It's 5'5", 180. And that's that's just... Yeah, they pulled it up on the screen. He's like the seventh smallest player in NFL history or something. Or like the eighth smallest player in NFL history. We'll, it's we'll crazy. See, we'll see how Dallas deploys him, right? We'll see if they could use him like Tariq Cohen was used. I know Cohen was bigger. I'm not comparing the size. It just, you know... I hope I hope he can carve out a role, but I've got low expectations. Uh, I've got low expectations for fantasy, but... I'm quietly optimistic in the background because I've I've just been listening out. You know, I'm right outside of Dallas. Jay, they're really talking about it like this was not like a feel-good pick. Like they want to see him. They want to see him. See if he can do it at the NFL level. 
They want right? to see if he, he can be college, used in so. space. So that's yeah. going to be an interesting one. Chase Brown to Cincinnati, I thought was a nice little solid fit there. Uh, again, I'm yep. not pushing Chase Brown up. Uh, the biggest faller, uh, Jay, Zach Evans, man. Uh, How do you feel about the Rams landing spot? They have no, do you see, did you see the Rams draft? Did you see oh, the Rams draft? How do you feel about the Rams landing spot? The Rams, the Rams literally could have let me pick. They didn't give a damn. They are. They didn't care this, at all. My question is this. Do they trade Cooper Cup at some point? They are in. And here's Wait, the thing. I think they do, man. But don't forget, they got, they got a new quarterback now. They got a new quarterback now, but I, I, I do, again, I, I'm a big McVay fan. I think what he does with his running backs is great. We saw the success of Cam Akers down the stretch. Not trying to say that Zach Evans is as good as Cam Akers, but we have seen a lot of success out of the running back spot for the Rams, so that gives me some slight intrigue. It's not a system where I'm like, okay, these guys can't do anything with their backs. The Rams have shown, regardless whether they're good or bad, Baker Mayfield, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, they've always had success running the football. So if the offensive line is good, maybe he could carve out a role. Maybe they don't re-sign Cam Akers. But again, it's more so the system than the player. The draft capital basically says the dude is worthless. He wasn't good. I, I don't know what tape people were watching. Like he just he was he's a runway running back with no wiggle. He can't do anything on third down. I mean, that's Daryl Henderson, right? When you think about it, that's, that's, that's who Daryl Henderson Hender was. He's, that's a great guy. He's Daryl Henderson, man. He can't do anything on third downs. He can't catch and he's 200 pounds, but he plays like a 230 pounder. Like I wasn't shocked to see that one. Um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you on McBride maybe as a seventh rounder, but honestly, like it's just like, who Compared do you really to the want? rest of the players? Right? Like, who do you like, I just, like literally after Evan Hall and Indy. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I've been intrigued by Eric Gray, but again, behind Saquon Barkley, good, good yeah. luck with that. Uh, your favorite running back in the class, Lou Nichols, uh, Kenny McIntosh to Seattle. No, there's no opportunity there. Remember I mean, when, your point about remember, uh, but remember, was good too. remember when you were hyping up that McIntosh after the Senior Bowl? Remember that? Oh, you were loved hyping me him some up. McIntosh. He's got still got me. a great receiving profile, so I'm curious. Like, oh, do the Seahawks ooh. plan to use him as a receiver? Take more touches away from Charbonnet and uh, and Kenneth Walker? That would be great. That'd be great. Man, doesn't Chris Rodriguez just feel like a Ron Rivera, oh. Brian, Brian? Oh. He'll t when, when does he get carries over B-Rob? It's coming. You know it is. Just Immediately. Hammering, hammering Immediately. Rodriguez up there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Jay, after Roshan, maybe Chase Brown, Eric Gray, little deuce. It's just, it's just so nasty, So do you want to talk about Tajay? Because Tajay is slipping down the ranks right now. A lot of Tajay slander with the ligament issues. Um, do you have any concerns about Tajay and where would you draft him right now relative to the other guys? Would you take him behind Bigsby? Because I don't think I've seen a lot of him going behind Bigsby. He's usually ahead of him. But how do you feel about that situation? Because Jeff Mueller was on here talking about how he's our injury analyst at Didi and he was saying he's not sure if he will be long for the NFL beyond two or three years. So again, do you want to invest in a running back that long? Like, But again, it's also like, he's a third third round running back. You don't need him to play in the NFL beyond four I years. Man, you shouldn't the, expect the, him the to. The Titans drafted him here. He was fine at the senior boy. He looked fine dicing up USC. I'm not banking yep. on Tajay Spears being a stalwart for my team for seven years. If I can get two years yep. of production out of him, three years of production out of him, cool, and I'm out. I'm not, and here's the thing with that. That shit was known from the senior bowl. Like this is not new. Yep. This is not breaking news. So th this did not just pop up on draft night. Like we've known that. So no. And I, I don't, I'm fine with these bodies and I'm They're all bodies. They're all replaceable. We saw what happened to Tyler Algier. Really yep. my cutoff point, Roshan Johnson. After that, 
I'll take some shots on guys, but I'm not married to any of those cats after Roshan. I want Roshan, Tank, A-Chain, Spears, Miller, Charbonnet, Gibbs, Bijan. Class is not yep. deep. Class is shallow. Class is not very good. And uh, the NFL told us that. Fewest amount of backs taken since 2000. Game is changing. They don't value these guys unless you're the Bijans and the Gibbs of the world, Jay. Let's move to quarterbacks, man. Let's have some fun with the quarterbacks, Jay, because Bryce Young, surprise, surprise, uh, to nobody, went number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Congratulations, Panthers fans. I think go. you guys got a very, very good quarterback in Bryce Young. Now, there was a lot of intrigue over the number two overall pick, and the Houston Texans didn't make us wait long because they took C.J. Stroud and said, we damn the S2 scores. We don't care that he's got Deshaun Watson's agent. He's a ball placement specialist. Let's grab us some C.J. Stroud. Then they traded back up with Arizona to take Will Anderson at three, which, uh, I don't know, Jay. They One kinda, of the worst uh, trades we've seen in they've, years. They've, it, l- they've leveraged their future a little bit on there. Um, a little Jordan, bit? Their top three bit. pick next year? Arizona with pick one and two next year? Man. Arizona Cardinals will be walking into Man. the season with Drake May, Kyler Murray, Man. and Caleb Williams on Man. one roster. And, and Marvin Harrison. Just get Drake and Marvin, May, They'll Caleb. find Marvin Harrison, They'll too. They'll find yeah, Marvin find Harrison. They'll get Marv. 2024, big board on Insane. Wednesday. Tap in for that. It's going to be dope. Um, but Anthony Richardson, Jay. Yes. Thank God. Let's Woo! go. Shane Steichen. Let's go, Ray. We've been Woo! waiting. We've been asking for this for how long? Get us a rich to Indy. We've been asking. They were on the clock. Was it going to be Will Evis? Was it going to be a rich? They came through. They took Anthony Richardson. And now... How do they build around them? How do they get the pieces? I'm excited, man. I think that of all the spots, this was a spot that outside of Detroit, outside of maybe Seattle, we wanted to see a run a quarterback go to, and we got our favorite quarterback, number 10 on the RAS, most dynamic. I'm very excited. Very, very, very excited. I think that A. Rich is going to do some awesome things. It may take a little bit. People need to be patient. People need to be patient. This team isn't great. They have a lot of things they need to clean up. But getting A. Rich is the start of a new future at Indianapolis, and I'm very excited for it. Man, the Colts crushed it, bro. The Colts crushed it. A. Rich, Julius Brents, Josh Downs, Blake Freeland, the O-tackle out of BYU. Can't pronounce this D-tackle out of Northwestern's name, but athletic freak. Darius Rush, a, a corner we liked out of South Carolina. <laughs> Lockdown. They get Will Mallory yep. at tight end. Evan Holt. I mean, this is just... And then there, there's that tackle people were talking about, that Jake Witt. Remember that guy that people were talking yep. about in the pre... I mean, the Colts crushed this draft, Jay. Fantastic draft for Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson, Jay. Um, let's just see where I'll keep trade cut as A. Rich today. Let's see where he's at this morning. Anthony Richardson at QB10 over Kyler Murray, over C.J. Stroud, over Deshaun Watson, who's down at QB13 and one spot behind Bryce Young. Jay, this is the honeypot landing spot. If a, if a quarterback wasn't going to go to Detroit, Indy, Indy, Indy is where we wanted to see a quarterback go. And Indy said they potentially would have even taken him at number one overall. I was asking the question for months. I was asking the question for weeks, mocked and ridiculed and may still very well may be, and I don't give a damn. In Superflex, he's 101. I play in a portfolio of leagues. I play in over 30-plus dynasty leagues. So all your favorite analysts out there claiming to be dynasty, claiming to do that, and they're in two leagues, industry leagues, don't want to do Superflex. I'm in 30-plus 
If I'm in 30 plus and I had to diversify the portfolio, I'd take a rich and probably about 60% of them at 101. I'd get some Bijan Robinson at 101 as well. I'd go 60, 40, a rich Bijan because I want to share Bijan as well. But he's my he's my 101 in Superflex, and I don't give a damn what anybody says. I've been on it. I'm not trying to win championships. I want to score fantasy points. And you're giving me this athletic freak in this offense with the coach that we believe could make him a star the same way Jalen Hurts is. You listen to him talk. You listen to his story. He does not strike me as one that's not going to get in there and work his ass off to be the best yep. version of himself he can be. And with that RPO game, that zone read game with him and Jonathan Taylor adding to Josh Downs to Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods, Mo Ali Cox, Will Mallory, Big Q Nelson. I love, love, love this spot for Anthony Richardson. And I am here to take the shot on him in Superflex Dynasty. And I do not care who doesn't like it. One on one in Superflex, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, Ray, you, you hit all the points. You know, people are saying, where is he going? I've seen him 101. I've seen him 102. Uh, some people are saying they see him go to 103. I have not seen him fall to 103 in any of my leagues yet. I've been, I have a couple 103s and I've been very, very upset because I'm not getting A Rich. I'm not getting Bijan, but that's the order it would go for me. I would, I would happily take A Rich at one. Again, if you believe that your team construction could handle a Bijan, is ready for a Bijan, and you have good quarterbacks, you could take him there. You're not going to go wrong, but yeah, I think I'm with you, Ray. I'd probably flip the coin oh, yeah. and it would Bijan's probably land on A Rich a bit more often. You than, take, uh, than the Bijan side. I'm not take B. I said 60 40, so it's right there. It's, yeah. I mean, Bijan, that yeah. what a spot for him as well. But uh, I want Anthony Richardson, and that is what it is, man. Um, Will yeah. Levis, the man on the thumbnail, falls to falls out of the first round, picked at the top of the second, though, picked at the very beginning of the second round, second pick in the second round by the Tennessee Titans, a spot that we saw uh, him frequently mock to Jay. I don't yep. hate it, you know. Uh, yes, you would rather him have the first round capital, the first round capital. I've been saying it for a while, man. It's just, I, I I do, I think, and I have no inside information. This is just my theory, just looking at it on the outside. I definitely think his personality rub. I could see how it rubs some people the wrong way. Like he okay. kind of rubs me the wrong way, just kind of watching him and, you know, listening to him talk. And uh, you got to have that. There's a different, there's a fine line between being very confident and being arrogant and cocky and dismissive. For and sure. it seems like he's he's crossed that line a little bit too much. And you can't go into a locker room of men who have been playing football for a long time, who this is their job to feed their family, and come in with that, I'm the shit bravada from day one. You can earn it, right? You mm -hmm. can earn that at some point, but you can't come in that way. And he just... He feels like he comes off as that way. And you and you saw a lot of reports that he turned some teams off during the interview process. Um, what do you think, though, Jay? He, he's, he's here. I think he's around. I'm seeing most people take him at 109, 110, 111 in Superflex. What are your thoughts on Will Levis and, and his outlook in Tennessee, which Mike Vrabel has already come out and said that today, he said on Monday, Ryan Tannehill will be our starter. Malik Willis will be the backup. And uh, Will Levis will be third string. After that, it's up to the players to decide who's going to be the starter. Mike Vrabel's already kind of put it out there that this is an it's a competition. open competition. Now, what I think that means is uh, Malik Willis will be QB3 sooner rather than later. <laughs> will yeah. Levis will be QB2 and Ryan Tannehill will start. But the door is open for maybe if Tanny struggles, they just put Levis in, see what they have. If he stinks, then they can just say, we got to figure something out next year. But what are your thoughts on the Levis landing spot? 
I think it's good for everyone who thought about drafting him at 107 because now you don't have to, right? And if we're being very honest about the situation, he was already mocked to Tennessee. And Ray, how about if I tell you that instead of going in the first round, he gets Peter Skaronsky to bolster that offensive line in the first round, and they still take Will Levis in the second round. Now, of course, we want that draft capital to be there for Levis, but if he ends up in the same spot and now he ends up with a top-tier offensive lineman to pair okay. with him, that's probably advantageous for him, advantageous for the running game, advantageous for the for the weapon. So if we're just being honest, it's actually not a terrible situation. And I think that, you know, if you do still like Levis, Tennessee's a fine spot. We don't expect Tannehill to be there after this year. And maybe they can put the pieces together. I do believe in the GM and in the coach. And they went all offense in the draft. Every single pick. All offense. Just the anti-Carolina Panthers when Matt Rule came in there. And that's what they need, right? They have a good defense. They need an offense. So I think, you know, continuing to build that over the subsequent years, Levis doesn't really need to start this year. Could come in next year, year under his belt, and really just take control of that offense. I think he could be fine. I mean, would I draft him higher than like 10 or 11? Probably not. I think you got to take him behind all the first round wide receivers at this point. But after that, I mean, why not? It's going to be it's going to be a fine spot for him. I think he will play pretty soon. And then, you know, compared to who's left, are you going to take Hendon Hooker over Will Levis? Because I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Leo, the A-Rich presser was um, like, I don't know how you could watch that and not root for that dude. I mean, he really seems like he's got everything upstairs to 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 at least match his physical tool set. Now, is it going to play out? We don't know, Jay. Like, I, I, I yeah, we don't know if he's going to be good or bad, but I am willing to take that bet on him. Um, NFL draft people, they, they don't know a goddamn thing. Nobody, we're going to do wake up mocks from now on because nobody knows anything. I make our own mocks. Literally, if you go on to my fantasy league's like thing and click Hendon Hooker's name, like you're going to draft him, the third blurb was a report like the day of the draft from Todd McShay. It says there's no chance Hendon Hooker goes out of the top 20. I've been confirmed yeah. and told that he's a top 20 pick. And we were always curious would there be a quarterback to slide? Some people thought it would be Anthony Richardson. Some thought it yep. would be Will Levis. It was, in fact, Hendon Hooker because all this smoke leading up to it was Hendon Hooker was going to be a first-round pick. Jay, I've never been a fan of Hendon Hooker. I don't think he's very good. Seems like the NFL told us what they thought about that Josh Heupel scheme. Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt, true. and Hendon Hooker all were all third-round third picks. All third. Hyatt had first-round buzz. Remember Cedric Tillman sneaking into Kansas City at the back of the first? Yep. And the NFL said, eh, third round picks will take him on day two. Hendon Hooker yep. lands in Detroit. Good spot. I don't think this is some sneaky start spot. I think that Jared Goff is going to be very, very good again with all the weapons they surrounded him with. They're going to give him a Daniel Jones, Geno Smith type extension after that. Maybe a you know, four-year deal, three-year deal. And I think he's going to be the Lions quarterback. So developmental guy. I don't yeah, they really, want to see what he has, right? Yeah, they saw yeah. the talent in college and they were like, yeah, we could take a shot on him. Another luxury pick. They had a ton of picks. I believe they had five or six selections before they even took Hendon Hooker. So there was definitely lots of time for them to get their guys. And as you guys saw, the Lions didn't care about positional scarcity. They just took the guys that they wanted, that the picks that they wanted. And love the Lions one of those draft. Guys. Love the Lions draft. Oh, Brian Branch. They had a good draft. Love the Lions draft. Go ahead. Yeah, they had, they had a great draft. But yeah, Hooker is not going to be a guy I'm drafting much. But Ray, we did get a question in the chat, and I, I feel like I know your answer already, but who is your QB2, right? Obviously, A-Rich is your QB1. Bryce. Who would you be drafting Bryce. at QB2? Okay. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah. Maybe Stetson Bennett, who went to the Rams in the fourth round. Hey, Jay, Ray. 
Jay? That paid some good money. That we paid us hit. some good money. We hit it. We hit but, it. Would you get plus 860? Yeah, I would got you? 800, I think, on that. I think I yeah. got 800 on that. Yeah, I got Stetson Bennett in the fourth round. I think it was like plus 550 over on yep. uh, BOL. I got him at plus uh, 550 and put a nice amount of change on that. Stetson Bennett goes to the Rams. Jake Hayner goes to the Saints. Over, under, three and a half starts for Stetson Bennett this year. Over. Over. Three and a half? You could set it at three six and a half. half, and I still might take the over. Yeah, over on three and a half for sure. He's for sure, Q the over on three and a half. I think he's their QB two by default right now. Like yeah. I think he Bro, is I don't even know who they have. I think on he's the their QB. Rams are, Rams are doing. Rams are tanking for Caleb. They are just like we'll get Stetson Bennett in here. He'll be a yep. good backup to our first string quarterback come twenty twenty four when Matt Stafford's gone. Aiden O'Connell went in the fourth, and then after that, uh, DTR in the fifth. Jaron Hall in the Jaren fifth. Jaron Hall, the Vikings. No, no, thank you. No, thank no. you, Max. We see Ma him in practice every day. Yo, the Los Angeles Horn Frogs took Max Duggan, man. Max Duggan. Yo. Man. The full, the full double stack in LA on the practice squad. Let's go, man. Mini camp about to be crazy. Max Duggan about to light up the, the Chargers defense. That he's the, the new. Is he the new Taysom Hill in LA? Is he the new Taysom Hill? No, but I think he's a great Easton Stick replacement, right? Yeah, if you recall, Easton, Easton Stick, Stick drafted okay. to the Chargers. Yeah, All he got right. some movement skills. He's a big body guy, surprisingly fast in the 40. I, I, hey, man, Max Duggan, if you need somebody to go in there, take some hits for Justin Herbert, Max Duggan's your guy. He's got the grit. All right, Jay, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And no surprise, I think we thought he may go a little higher, but we had seen JSN mock to the Seahawks routinely. We saw that everyone in the world knew the Chargers were taking a wide receiver. The Ravens were taking yep. a wide receiver. The Vikings were taking a wide receiver. And it kind of went chalky, man. The Ravens took Zay Flowers. That was a commonly mocked spot. Addison, yep. everybody in the world wanted him to go to, to the Vikings to play opposite Justin Jefferson. Uh, Quentin Johnston hit a fantastic, fantastic landing spot. I know we were a little, yep. we've been a little, a little scared. For sure. We've been a little scared, right? I think Jay, now. oh boy, Jay. What? I just I just thought of something, man. Oh no. Don't don't oh. don't don't go off the deep end, right? Oh, this is still Quentin Johnson we're talking about here. Jay, I think this last time a TCU wide receiver. Uh <laughs> oh, was it at pick 21? Jay. Was it at, was it at pick 21? <laughs> Jay, oh boy, where's it at, oh, Jay? Oh my god. Oh, no way. oh, Oh. Is it pick 21? Oh, oh no. It was pick 21. Oh, no. <laughs> that is not good. That is not a good omen right there. Oh, boy. That is not a good omen. I mean, if you if you believe oh, in that stuff. Boy. Oh, boy. If only Jay, Jordan Addison Jay. was right behind him. Oh, what? my heart is beating. It was right before the Vikings, too. Yeah. It was picked but, but, No. But the when, Ravens were there, though. The Ravens are there. It was right before the Vikings. It, yeah. Right before the Vikings pick. Who, okay. So the Ravens are. Okay. Vikings were. Oh, I was about but to imagine, say imagine if oh, Addison God. went right behind him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Addison went right behind. I mean, it's only two picks, though. Oh. It's only two picks. And Addison, if you're talking about that profile, right? Addison is is probably the guy I would profile there to play with Jets. I'm I'm very excited. I think it's a great spot. Um, but Ray, I think the Here's biggest a good question spot. for I a like, lot of people. I like QJ. I like QJ. <laughs> I, I, let me just. I, 
I'm kind of playing, but I'm kind of like, let me dive into this <laughs> a little bit. Let me let me say, so let me, where's my sage? Where's my TCU yeah. say? What a you spot, man. You land with Justin Herbert with his size. And, and and those receivers there have not been reliable, Jay. I mean, Keenan Allen, the hammies, no. Mike Williams, it's something because he's just go. He Mike Williams is like, you know, John Morant just drives through the lane and he's falling all over the place. <laughs> it's like, that's Mike Williams, man. He's just falling all over the place. Fernando great, Tatis Jr. What a great spot for Quentin Johnson. I just want to say that. What a great spot. Great landing spot. We can't ignore him in that spot. No. He's got the capital. No, no, no. He's got the talent. Great spot for him, man. But your boy, take a bow. My boy. Jordan oh. Richards, take a bow. Take a bow, young man. You have been number one on the Jonathan Mingo hype train before anybody. Yep. You have been talking about this young man, and you liked him. You liked the size. You got to see him in person. Your love just yep. intensified that much more. And he comes off the board before Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver five, and he was the choice of the Carolina Panthers. So he's playing with Bryce Young. They want to use him. I'm reading all this yeah. stuff about Mingo. And there are people who said he could be the most productive rookie wide receiver from this class, Jay. Absolutely. How you feeling about Mingo in Carolina? I really like the spot, actually. You know, you talk about the guys they have. They have a speed threat. They have a slot threat. You know, Terrace Marshall, I think that Mingo can easily beat him out being a second-round pick. And like you said, he was drafted behind all the first-round wide receivers, which is truly tells us how they feel about him. He was clearly wide receiver five on their board. Would they prefer JSN, Quinn Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison? Of course. But when you get a guy with his size-speed combo to play with a player who's accurate like Bryce Young, I think he can actually unlock that offense a little bit. And for a team with not a ton of playmakers that size and speed could be a big difference for them and really provide something on the outside that they desperately need you know we saw players like josh downs um mocked over here but you get an outside threat like mingo for bryce young that can make a true difference and you know behind him just a bunch of slot kind of fast but slender guys and i think you look at tillman and mingo the reason why they got vaulted up boards is because they truly have the size and you can't take that away from them will the talent be realized i don't know but i believed in the talent when i saw it in person and with this capital i'd be willing to take a couple shots and like you mentioned rookie drafts for mingo anywhere from 108 all the way down to the 210 because some people like him some people don't you just got to know your league and take your shots where you can yeah for sure man um i was going to pull up his profile just to see who they had him um compared to let me see if we can pull that up Here, Jonathan gotta be Mingo. AJ Brown, right? let's see anquan bolden that's who zerline had him compared to really and anquan bolden that'd be great uh i would love man one anquan bolden was a target hog <laughs> Antoine Bolden, Anquan Bolden was just a, a monster out there. So I'm very much in on the Jonathan Mingo landing spot. And congrats to you, man. That's just, it's good to see a guy that you really had touted and went out on a limb for. People called you crazy. I remember you drafting him on the show and people calling you crazy. Get the capital. Yep. And seems like there's going to be opportunity there. Little surprise at pick 50 was Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Liked him. Didn't think he'd go this high, but wide receiver six, Jay. It's like... This. Look it's at the Senior Bowl guys, senior man. Bowl, senior Bowl, <laughs> yeah. Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl. I mean, Tank Dell, Senior Bowl. Cedric Till, you know what I mean? Like the, He wasn't at the Senior Bowl, but Michael Wilson, Senior Bowl, third round capital, day two capital. So, Jaden Reed. Darius Rash Davis. Rashi Rice goes to the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Marvin Mims is the KJ Hamler. Potentially Cortland Sutton, Jay Judy replacement in Denver if one of those guys get traded. Um, Tank Dell was the selection by the Houston Texans to get some help for CJ Stroud. I like Tank Dale. He gets to stay home in Houston. We'll see. 
We'll see. Just a little. First of all, they're out of that. You know, Scott Connors talked about a lot. Wide receivers, historical, you want top 50 or higher capital. Scott said if you're drafted after that, he doesn't even want you. I'm not as rigid as him because I can make some exceptions on landing spot and talent. He's probably one I won't I won't have a lot of, but I'm I'm excited to watch him play. But he's small and he's not very fast, which you can be small, but be fast. Don't be small and not very fast. So um, Jalen Hyatt. His play speed is good, though. His play, play speed, speed is, is good. good. Yes. Play, and yes, I'm seeing people in the chat. Absolutely, Patrick. Reed is oh, yeah. much better than Romeo Dobbs. There's Yes, Reed better than close. Dobbs. Jalen Hyatt. Another one, I'm Jay, I'm willing to make a little bit of an exception on in Ooh. in New York. Bing third bong. round, uh, we'll see, right? He He's another one that was supposed to go high, um, and yeah. he fell to the third round. Josh Downs was getting first round. People talking about Downs in the first round. He goes down here in the third round. Michael Wilson to Arizona. Charlie Scott to the Bengals, our boy. Chartavia Scott, I really like this pick uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe down the line he could replace a Tyler Boyd. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to go as far as my dog Cody with Andre Ilasovas and then replacing T. But I think Charlie Jones, I think Charlie Jones could be a Tyler Boyd replacement down the line. Dane Brugler's favorite, Tyler Scott, uh, goes in Woo. the fourth round to the Chicago Bears. Puka Nakua probably going to get on the field for the shitty Rams here in 2023. So maybe some opportunity to sell him. But for fantasy purposes, I don't really know what we can expect out of a lot of these you know, especially day three wide receivers. Um, yep. We'll see, man. We'll see. I think here, here's the thing. Not all of these guys, and we know this, Jay. It's not, I'm not telling anything, anything, anybody, anything new. Like all these guys aren't going to be fantasy relevant, but a lot of these players can make significant impacts for their team and be good for their mm -hmm. NFL team and help their NFL team win games and not necessarily be a mega fantasy producer. I'm like, I'm looking across social media and every damn last one of these receivers is supposed to be a wide receiver too. All of them. I'm seeing people. Uh, Trey Tucker, great spot for him to be a WR too. Oh, get that uh, Josh Downs. He's a wide receiver too. Puka Naku is a wide receiver too. Rasheed Rice is a wide. All these guys ain't no wide receiver too. So how about you know, Keishon Boutte, wide receiver one in New England, well, sixth I'm, round pick, right? I, I, I'm Come getting, on, I'm you get, I'm turning the page. Uh, we got Boutte in the sixth. Uh, Parker Palmer. Washington, Palmer, At Perry was a first rounder that goes in the sixth. Let me tell you the one I'm interested in more than anybody on this list, and it's Elijah Higgins, because when he was drafted... Announced as a tight end. Announced as a tight end. Athletic. Saw him at the Senior Bowl. He's big. He looks like a damn tight end. I'm going to have a yep. lot of Elijah Higgins in the fourth round. So, yep. overall thoughts of uh, Jalen Cropper got picked up by Dallas. I just wanted to say that. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, he did. They picked him up. Any thoughts on this? I mean, this, not really. I think the only guy who sort of intrigues me is Xavier Hutchinson playing in Houston, right? Another spot that could be pretty wide open, could be opportunity, but sixth rounder, not going to take too many shots there. Uh, Boutte is a hard pass. He'll be drafted too high simply because the receive, the Pats have no receivers. You know, I mean, I don't really see anybody else who really stands out. Maybe if you want to take a shot on A.T. Perry, a lot of big A.T. Perry fans, especially the tape. In New Orleans, though, the opportunity would be limited. He'd probably be Michael Thomas's backup. And so, again, maybe he can see the field if Thomas gets hurt again. Uh, Elliot Silvis, though, yeah, I'm, I'm hard passing there. Uh, but yeah, Hutch is the one guy who I did kind of like a lot. And I think that Houston could present an opportunity. But again, sixth round isn't exactly great capital. And like you mentioned, Tank Dell drafted there as well, who will probably see the field over Hutchison. 
if the if the concerns about Butte were his coachability, and I saw like coachability, yeah, send him to New that, England. Nah, great, great spot for Mister Booty to to get it together. Man, what a fall from grace! He was just about everybody's wide receiver one coming into this college football season or last college football season, and that quickly dissipated due to his. Uh, performance being outplayed by Malik Neighbors, Mason Taylor, and everybody else on yep. that LSU team. Just such an unfortunate fall for a player that had, or at least we thought had, a lot of talent. Jay, uh, rank your top five wide receivers in the class if you had to rank them. I- I've kind of done mine. So, what are your top five? Is just in order of which they were drafted? Um, no. So I would still have JSN at one. I'd have Addison at two because I really like the spot. QJ's at three, Zay Flowers at four, and then Mingo would be at five for me. Um, whether you want to go Mingo, Reed, or Rice, those would be my three at five. Interchangeable, diversify a little bit. I would probably, in terms of my diversity, I would put Mingo first, Reed, and then Rice. I'm not really going to fall for the landing spot in KC. I don't really know how they want to utilize him. Great draft capital, but we've kind of seen this before, and so I'm not really going to fall into that. And I do really like Jaden Reed to Green Bay. I think he could easily be two next to Christian Watson. I they did too. draft two tight ends, and we will talk about the tight ends in a minute, but I think there could be opportunity. The problem is, is I don't know whether I should bet on uh, Patrick Mahomes or Jordan Love. So it's just, <laughs> it's it's kind of both conundrums, right? Oh, it's like, I don't want to fall for Kansas City, but am I really betting on Jordan Love over Patrick Mahomes? And maybe I'm doing that and that's crazy, but that's why you diversify, get a couple shares of both. Mingo would be my most exposed player for sure though. Yeah, I love Jaden Reed's landing spot and the talent is there. The capital is there. I agree wholeheartedly with your list. I like QJ in, in Los Angeles. And, I can, and Drew I, is I, asking about Zay Flowers. Um, oh, and so the thing, the thing I, for I me, right? Zay. Because we haven't talked. I love, I love Zay, Zay too. But in Baltimore, it's a lot better for Lamar gotta, than it is. No, nah, man. No, nah, no, nah, no. You don't, no, don't think no, it's better? No, no, no. Raise in it. Raise in. They gave Raise him. His, him. They, got, they gave him his contract. They gave him the money. Uh, Greg Roman is out of there. They bring in Todd Monken. This is going to be a different Baltimore offense. I don't believe it's going to be the same Baltimore offense. I'm not worried about be- the Baltimore offense, though. I just there's a lot of mouths to feed, regardless of whether he's a first round pick. Or what not. are the mouths? What are the mouths? As as you still catchers? have Andrews, OBJ, and Bateman will still get his targets. Like Bateman's still a first round pick as well, whether you like it or not. Um, they don't want to waste that pick any more than they already have. And I understand Zay will be a very integral part of the offense because I think, and I've talked about this. Of all the receivers in this class, I thought that JSN would be the best fit for Baltimore because I think he profiles differently than the other options there. And to your point, Zay does very similar things, right? He's a shiftier guy, slot receiver, can work on the intermediate, players that they don't really have on that offense. I just don't know what the ceiling looks like for him, and I don't really want to project. I feel very confident in what I would get from JSN, from Jordan Addison, and Quinn Johnston. And, you know, like I mentioned, Quinn Johnston kind of okay for me. Um, but I think the landing spot in LA would put him over Zay Flowers, and that's basically my rationale behind all those guys. Yeah, I love, and I, I, I honestly can make a case for QJ at one. I, for sure. I've got Addison at two as well. I can make a case for him as one. I, I love the Vikings. He should see single coverage every and single coverage every time. Yep. He should be one on one. You double. You have the safety shaded to Justin Jefferson side. He's playing the Z. Jefferson's playing the X. You got Hawkinson who can play in line or move in that Y slot position. Yep. Addison, it 
Addison should see one-on-one coverage He's, every time. Ray, I think I think the best way to look at Addison for people who kind of can't really envision it is it's kind of like when the Falcons drafted Calvin Ridley to play beside Julio Jones. That's exactly okay. what it's going to look like. Because for me, Ridley was a guy who That's came in one. not very athletic. I think Ridley's a better route runner than than Addison is. Addison's yes. still great. Yes. But, yes. but when Ridley came into the combine, he was slow. He wasn't very big. He wasn't very athletic. But still okay. drafted in the first round, right? And behind a Hall of Fame wide receiver, I think that's kind of what you should expect. You look at Calvin Ridley's career arc, 800 yards, 700 yards. The touchdown usage was great for Ridley. I think he's a little bit better than Addison in that regard. But the uh, the target share and, and what he can do in that single coverage outside, in line, all that stuff is where I think he will shine. I think that's kind of how I would profile him and what you should expect from him in fantasy. And obviously I'll... in a more passing passing heavy league now as well. So that will help him for sure. I really like that, man. I really like sort of not, yes, I mean, Ridley is a route running savant, but just the, yeah. what that did with uh, opposite At the of time Julio and Jones. how it, and yeah. what you could expect. Yeah, exactly. I like that exactly. a lot. I like that a lot. All right, let's go to the tight end position, Jay, where uh, a little bit of a, a shock. We had seen three, four tight ends in round one, and we only got one. And it was at the back of the first. Buffalo Bills traded up ahead of Dallas to take Dalton Kincaid. Uh, we, a lot of people thought, I thought Michael Mayer would be a first rounder. He goes at the top of the second yep. round. Loved the spot to the Raiders. Sam Laporta, Jay, was tight end two off of the board to the Detroit Lions. Was losing it. Uh, yeah, Mike was really excited about that. Musgrave to the Packers at the top of the second. Schoonmaker. Schoon. What? Goes five. Tight end five. Nobody had that on the bingo card. Britton Strange, tight end six. Tucker Craft in the third round, uh, middle of the third, goes to South, uh, goes to Green Bay as well as Luke Musgrave. Darnell Washington gets third round capital to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cam Latu goes in the third round. I believe I saw a tweet that this was the most tight ends drafted inside Probably. of something in NFL history. Like they were just There's flying nine. off of the board, flying off Crazy. of the board. Jay um, Laporta. Good, good offense. The Lions. Who's man. your tight end one? Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. Okay. No question. Okay. It's Dalton Kincaid. Okay. And the more I listen to Buffalo reporters talk about how they want to deploy him, just hope the back holds up. But he should be, he's not going to be the blocking tight end there. He's going to be the pass catcher no. now. Joe Marino, who I trust with the Bills knowledge. Uh, shout out to Joe Marino, locked on Bills. I trust him with Bill's insider more than anything. He get, he has a 30-minute video on YouTube about Dalton Kincaid and the fit with Buffalo. How really? Josh Allen okay. doesn't historically utilize the tight end, so he wants exactly. to make sure Marino was like, you spend this type of capital, he better be a focal point of the offense. He still has yeah. some reservation, but loves the talent and skill set. Kincaid is one, there's no question about it, man. Like, like I'm not. Yeah, they were very excited to get I'm him, not. and they traded up ahead of Dallas to get him because they thought Dallas would take him at 26, right? So that was mm -hmm. a big thing for them. And but like you mentioned, it's just it's the concern because they haven't utilized the tight end in that way. But if he can operate in a big slot instead of this shifty smaller guy, Josh Allen has thrown to the slot at a very high rate throughout his career, and this dates back to when he sucked. He was still 100 targets to the slot position. So if Kincaid can fill that role, he could definitely be tight end one. Laporta tight end one. Ugh. I don't know, Ray. I love Laporta's talent, but Detroit, another team that doesn't really utilize the tight end. Even when they had TJ Hawkinson, he wasn't really utilized in the offense unless nobody was available. And in a lot of ways, Ray, I kind of like Michael Mayer to be that replacement to Darren Waller. 
Okay. You know, I like we've seen, Mayer. We've seen, I like Mayer. We've seen the Patriots system, the McDaniel system, heavily utilize the tight end. And while they have weapons there, Mayer feels like a guy who's going to play on every down and will get plenty of opportunity for the Raiders. Jay, I had the um, I, I did a, the Bleacher Report stream on Saturday for Cowboys Nation. I, I had to, I had to, I had to put on a brave face to make us feel good about the draft. I mean, I was explaining it away. Schoonmaker's a better blocker than any any tight end on Dallas's roster right now. Like Ferguson is just okay. that's that's he's he's a very good receiving tight end, not good in line. They wanted him. Like this was not. I know it was like a stretch for all of us, but apparently, like they really targeted Schoonmaker. And let's just see. Who Zerline has him comp to? I have no clue. Oh, I haven't boy. even looked at this. Dawson Knox. Coming. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Dawson I can see okay. it. I can see it. So I'm just going to say this. Um, if I had to rank the Dallas tight ends for fantasy, I'm putting Schoonmaker over Jake Ferguson, Jay. Like, I really okay. am. I am. Okay. Um, they spent the second round pick on this tight end. Dallas has historically done a really good job at developing these guys, and we know Dak Prescott wants to utilize the tight end. Dalton Schultz is gone. Peyton Hendershot is 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 a is a supplemental piece. He's not going to be a mainstay on the field yep. in, in in passing down situations. It's going to be Schoonmaker, and it's going to be Jake Ferguson. The battle will commence in camp, and I will let you all know very once that starts. I got some people that know some people. I'll let you know how it's okay. looking, but um, I. I Listen, what what do we know, right? Dallas wants to take him here in the second, and they want to use him. So, Schoonmaker, I'll be a little higher than most on Schoonmaker. Brenton Strange, I like the landing spot to Jacksonville. He's very athletic. Now, Jacksonville did uh, tag Bring Evan Ingram. Ingram. We'll see if they work out a long term deal. Then he's just a he's just he's just the backup tight end to Evan Ingram. If they decide to let Evan Ingram walk, who hasn't you know been the perfect model of consistency or health, then maybe you have something on your hands in year two with Britton Strange. I'll have a lot of Britton Strange. Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, Jay. Who are you picking? The one that's the cheapest, which is probably Tucker Craft. And that's fair. You know, there, that's fair. There, are, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who are like, man, Musgrave is not good after the catch. Yeah. He's very athletic. And craft is, right? And craft is. Craft is very good. He's very physical after the catch. I'll take the cheaper option, which seems to be Tucker Craft. I'm not yeah. out. Of, I mean, they spent the 11th overall pick in the second round on Luke Musgrave. So I'm not going to ignore that by any stretch. I I would just take Craft a little bit later. It's just, it's interesting that they went this route. And we already knew once Aaron Rodgers got traded, Green Bay was going to load Jordan. Good for Jordan Love. You got two solid running backs. You get two tight ends. You get a Jaden Reed. You had Christian Watson next last year. Good for Jordan and Love. And Dontavian Wicks, too, later in and, the draft. And Dontavian Wicks. ton of weapons. ton of weapons for Jordan Love. But yeah, I, I'm with you, right? This is a situation I'm probably avoiding. Um, I'm not going to get a lot of them. I think, you know, you're looking at Shoemaker, like Shoemaker Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Darnell Washington, even like... Brent Strange, you can maybe take over them, but it's just one big group of guys who are all pretty athletic, got good draft capital, and you want to just take a couple shots where you can. But like you mentioned, get the guy who's the cheapest. And if I'm trying to pick, I'm just, I'm not. I'm avoiding it at all costs because I don't know who it's going to be. But I would place my bets on Tucker Craft to be the better receiving option. But I think both are going to get targets and there's still plenty of guys there. But again, I don't necessarily want to be betting on Jordan Love too much this offseason. I, I like the Will Mallory pick to the Indianapolis yep. Colts. I like that. Um, athletic tight end out of Miami. Darnell Washington gets that day two capital, goes to the pit. Doesn't he? Pittsburgh had a hell of a draft, He's a man. Steeler, man. 
Yeah, Denny yeah, feels, feels Denny like a stealer. Feels like a stealer. Um, a question that great I've been asked. Great for Kenny Pickett. Great for Najee. Great for Kenny Pickett. Great for Najee. I don't think he impacts Pat Fryermuth. It, it's I got to give Cody a shout out. So uh, Cody Smith, Fantasy Draft Room. He's uh, one of the co- one of the hosts of the all over the overreaction podcast on the DD feed. He called um, Pat Fryermuth a between the twenties tight end. So he's going to compile all these catches and yards between the twenties. But in the red zone, maybe not as good. I think that's where Darnell Washington will make his hay. He he strikes me as a tight end that we can look up in a couple of years, and he finishes the season as tight end eight with 42 catches. And you're like, how the hell did he get there with 42 catches? And you look over, yeah. he's got 11 touchdowns because he's just so big in the red zone. So good for Kenny Pickett. Good for Najee Harris. Wish he could got be a, a little, little annoying for fantasy, though. Could be a he's little annoying. He's going to take touchdowns away from everybody else, and and that kind of sucks. That's, but otherwise, he, it's a good pick for for uh, Pickett and a great pick for Najee because he will be blocking and moving guys downfield, and that's great for both of them. And and Frymuth has a little history of concussions, so maybe it's some insurance, right? Maybe it's a little insurance for um for uh, for Pittsburgh. But e- either way, he's good. Um, he's good. He's good. He's going to be a good a good weapon for Steelers, and he's going to be good for Kenny Pickett. I really like this for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good pick, and we'll see how he develops. Zach Kuntz, another one of those athletic freaks, just gets buried in the seventh round of the Jets. You know, you can get him, I guess, later off waivers. We'll see how that works out um, yep. in New York. But those are those are all the tight ends. So we went through the tight ends, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the quarterbacks. Jay. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, what are your thoughts, man? Just looking at it again, tight ends are deep, Jay. Wide tight receivers, ends are deep. top heavy at wide receiver position. Running back, I got a cutoff really after Roshan. I'm just kind of, of course, you, you'll, I'm not saying you're not going to draft shots, these guys, but, yeah. you ha- but I'm not. I'm not enthusiastic. I mean, even Bigsby in Jacksonville, like, all right, two-headed monster with him and ETN and yeah, I think for I just I think uh, for me the issue is is the receivers, right? And I and the the thing I learned most of all is that if we don't have a deep receiver draft, we are screwed, right? Like we we need the quarterbacks for sure in every draft, but you know, last year we had a quote unquote deep receiver class. We had six receivers drafted in the first round last year, and this year we only had four. And you saw the ripple effect down the draft in your rookie drafts. And with the importance of wide receiver in fantasy now, we need to have strong receiver classes. And this one just clearly wasn't it from a draft capital standpoint. You know, once you get past Rasheed Rice, I'm kind of, you know, almost out. I'll take a shot on Jalen Hyatt. I might take a shot on Michael Wilson because I think Arizona is going to have plenty of opportunity for somebody. And he got decent draft capital. But again, these are late darts, like really, really late. Pick up off waivers, guys to know. But if you're not Rasheed Rice, Reed, Mingo, Addison, Flowers, Quentin Johnson, JSN, even Marvin Mims, like I just don't like the spot. Like I, I like the player, but I, I'm a, I'm I don't okay. see when he's gonna get when he's gonna get that opportunity. Best ball. All I see Best is a ball. KJ Hamler replacement. And that sucks. Well, he's I think be- he's worth a lot more than that. I he's, think he's, he's worth a, a lot more than that. He's better than KJ Hamler. So it, it yeah. The problem is you just don't know when to start them, and that's why I just play best ball. I could just draft the talent, yep. and I don't ever have to worry about when to start them. Um, shout out to uh, yep. my frat brother, my lifelong friend from 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 uh, little from from when we were childs, children, childs, children. Uh, Demarco, he's in uh, my home dynasty league. Late, but Ray, these RBs scare me. Uh, yeah, yep. Demarco, uh, they're probably just okay, guys. Um, I agree with this comment from AJ Wood, who said. 
Najee, a low key winner of the offseason, no competition, and the O line was. Yep. I think I think Najee and Jalen Warren. I mean, that could be a okay, fun. Yeah. That could be a fun two headed monster back there in Pittsburgh. I really like what the Steelers did, Jay. Um, overall, excited. Glad that we're done with it. I think we escape without mass casualty uh, this draft season. We'll see how these guys play out. First thing up, I think, is rookie mini cam. Then you got organized yep. team activities. Then we hit uh, voluntary OTAs, involuntary, and then we get to training camp. We so got some time, right? We got some we time. Got some we time. got some time. Dynasty Barry's already running mocks inside the DD community. We gained a ton of patrons over the weekend at the draft, and we're just here to try to put out actionable yet entertaining content for you out there, man. A lot of people out there spewing stuff left and right. We try to make it fun, try to make it actionable. That's what we do at Destination Debbie. Like I said earlier today on Wednesday show, we're going to take a an early, way too early look at the 2024 class. That way, if you ain't filling these picks and you haven't had your rookie drafts yet and you may want to trade out of that 108, 109, 110, we'll let you know who could potentially be on the board only to be Totally wrong come this time next yeah. year, but we got to do the exercise anyway, Jay. Anything you wanted to say to people before we get out of here? No, we got man, a couple I just want to thank you to, get to everybody too. for tuning mm-hmm. in over the weekend. It was a long weekend, but it was a ton of fun. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, and yeah, just subscribe to everything. Check out DD Radio because lots of great content will be coming out about the draft for that. But lots of good stuff, man. Lots of good stuff on the way. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick said, second live stream, new to your channel. This is easily my new favorite way to wake up. Well, thank you, big dog. We appreciate Appreciate that. Stanley in the building, man. $10 super chat. I like the show. I look forward to the beat ball playoffs this season. I already played to make the playoffs. I love you, Stanley. Love you, Stanley. And then we got one from Joe. My ex joined our league. Oh, boy. Oh, I traded. That's Mm. tough. Mm. I traded one six. Plus one seven, plus Ayuk for the one oh three to draft Anthony Richardson. The commissioner is labeling it collusion and it vetoed. Thoughts? What? I mean, that's your that's... ex, man. You ain't colluding with your ex. Come on, commish. Well, I mean, come on, commish. You never, nah, you never man. Know how some people operate. No, ain't no collusion. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good price to get for one oh three. I mean, I get why you got to pay it, but that's one oh six, one oh seven, and Ayuk. That's it's a hefty price. It is. Would I mean, you what are you that? gonna do? No. Would you pay that for a rich Jay? Probably. Would you? Would you send Maybe. your ex that? Would you send your ex that for a rich? Uh, no, no, I don't talk to my ex. Don't bring up my ex on this yeah, show. You know, my yeah. girlfriend watches this show. Yeah. But uh, I like it. I like <laughs> it. Good move. Good it, move. It's a fair price. It's a fair price. It shouldn't have been vetoed. That's yeah. That's the BS. real thoughts here. Yeah, Agreed. you shouldn't be vetoed. Agreed. That. All right. We love y'all. We got the Dynasty Trade Show. So if you're in the Destination Debbie community, get your trades in the channel to have them featured on the show. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. We love you. We out. Hit that thumbs up button. Like, subscribe. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Debbie. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.